Welcome to EJB Talks, Rutgers Blaustein School Experts in Policy, Planning, and Health, where we talk with our faculty and staff experts, as well as students, about how the fields of public policy, urban planning, public health, health administration, and public and urban informatics affect your lives. Welcome to this episode of EJB Talks. I'm Stuart Shapiro, the Associate Dean of Faculty at the Blaustein School, and the purpose of this podcast is to talk with my colleagues about issues affecting people in New Jersey, the United States, and the world. Last week, we talked about the effect of COVID-19 on our hospitals. Today, we turn to another crisis spawned by the virus, the crisis of large-scale unemployment. Today, I'm talking with distinguished professor Carl Van Horn from our public policy program and the director of the Heldrick Center for Workforce Development. Carl, thanks for taking a few minutes to speak with us today. Uh, thanks for inviting me, Stuart. Can you tell us a little bit about the Heldrick Center and what it does? The Heldrick Center focuses on uh, workforce development strategy and policy using research to ferret out the most effective programs and to provide advice to policymakers at the state uh, and national levels, and also to assist nonprofit organizations and private businesses as they try to uh, adjust to economic changes, which obviously we're right in the middle of a huge one right now. Yeah, this is about as big an economic change as we've seen maybe in my lifetime. Um, Because of this economic change, we're seeing a lot of people losing their jobs. Um, Which demographic groups are particularly vulnerable to losing their jobs? Well, uh, from a demographic standpoint, unfortunately, uh, it extends what is already a difficult struggle for many people who have limited education and skills. Uh, So those obviously tend to be low income groups, uh, disproportionately minorities, uh, and individuals who work in part-time Uh, contingent work, as we call it. So uh, they are being uh, punished again in this recession, as they always are. Uh, The only exception to that is some of those individuals are working uh, in positions of great vulnerability personally to their health, which is in healthcare settings, home health care, and in some cases in uh, grocery stores and convenience stores. But, But by and large, the general trend has been uh, folks who uh, already had a low-income jobs, and now many of those jobs have been at least eliminated on a temporary basis. Right. The Heldrick Center's done a lot of work, I know, on long-term unemployment. With businesses shutting their doors, maybe permanently, that seems like a particular threat right now. Can you talk a little bit about long-term unemployment and what makes it so dangerous for workers? Sure. I mean, first of all, long-term unemployment, we tend to define that as a period extending beyond the first six months of unemployment because in most states, including New Jersey, there is unemployment insurance, at least for part of the population, that lasts for about six months. Uh, But uh, beyond that, uh, if you don't get a job during that first six months or beyond that, of course, you have no income. And then secondly, Often employers uh, attach a stigma to people who've been out of work for a long period of time. This we discovered during our research on the Great Recession. And it's it's uh, not a necessarily fair uh, stigma in any way, but uh, employers think that if there's a gap in your resume, perhaps that's indicative of your lack of employability. 
Uh, the second thing I would say about it is that for, I'm not a psychologist, but psychologists tell us that unemployment in general and sort of the long-term unemployment is one of the most significant traumas that people face uh, in their lives, uh, whether uh, comparable to the loss of a loved one or a serious illness. Uh, and so it leads to despair, uh, mental health problems, uh, sometimes alcohol and drug abuse. So all of those are not only financial, but also uh, psychological and health uh, problems. Right. You mentioned the unemployment insurance. That was, was that extended in the last stimulus bill that passed Congress? What happened in the most recent uh, activity was the unemployment insurance was uh, in, enhanced. So in other words, mm -hmm. people would get an extra $600 above okay. what their state is uh, providing to them. States vary in the generosity of their unemployment insurance benefits uh, and in the duration of them. As I said, most are, most are 26 weeks, but some are less. Uh, some states pay a couple hundred dollars a week uh, maximum. In New Jersey, it's well over 600. So, uh, but again, on top of that, the federal government is adding $600. Now, it's also important to say uh, for the listers that uh, not everyone is eligible for unemployment benefits. Uh, if you don't work for uh, a certain number of hours or for a long period of time, or certainly if you're not working uh, with a uh, on the books, as we say, uh, paying taxes for it, uh, for an employer that doesn't pay taxes, then you're not eligible. Uh, so there's a, a good 30% of the workforce that isn't even eligible for these in the first place. Wow. Even for those eligible, we've heard about a lot of difficulty in filing for unemployment benefits, backlogs, software problems, et cetera. What uh, is being done, if anything, to make it less burdensome for people to file? Yeah, to give you a sense of the problem, the scope of it, the demands or requests for unemployment benefits increased week over week, 16-fold. Uh, the wow. largest increase and the largest number of people applying for un unemployment insurance benefits in a single week in the history of the program, which goes back to 1935. So, so it obviously no one was prepared, no matter what kind of contingency planning, no one would ever prepare for that. It wasn't like that during the Great Recession. Uh, so what people are encountering is the difficulty of adjusting to that. Uh, a lot of uh, technology that just can't cope with that sort of demand. Uh, and then individuals who work for the unemployment insurance agencies suddenly being shifted from an in-office setting to a remote setting because of social distancing uh, and maybe even unable to work from home because they don't have the right technology because of security issues about people's uh, social security numbers and so on. So. All of that adds up to a, a really unpleasant, a difficult situation. People are getting paid in checks, but not as quickly as they'd like. Uh, and so I, I, what I say to people is you have to be patient even in this difficult situation and keep trying. Um, and one cautionary note, it's very important, never uh, engage in a conversation about your unemployment insurance benefits or your social security number with anyone other than a person in a government agency. Wow. Scams uh, and uh, internet scams and so on are already popping up with people saying, hey, I can get your benefits more quickly. Just give me your social security number oh, and boy. pay a small fee and I'll make it happen. So oh, again, 
Unfortunately, with crises come along unscrupulous, fraudulent, and criminal behavior, uh, and we're seeing that already. Right. I saw this morning someone projected the, the unemployment rate might be as high as 15% really soon. Yeah, I wouldn't be at all surprised. I mean, it's we already know there's at least 17 million additional people unemployed than there was three weeks ago. Right. Uh, so that's already more than 10% of the labor market. So I would, uh, I would definitely expect it would uh, continue to rise. What other questions about the labor market is Heldrick focusing on in light of the COVID-19 crisis? Anything particular to New Jersey we should know about? Well, sure, we're doing a couple of things. I mean, first of all, uh, we're working with the uh, Office of Innovation, uh, the New Jersey Office of Innovation to provide more digital coaching uh, and virtual coaching. Both of those are very important. So beyond the application for benefits, the next question that people face is, okay, how do I reposition myself to get another job? Uh, what are the opportunities? Uh, how can I, if necessary, get the training I need to do that? Uh, where do I look? Uh, how do I uh, make my resume more appealing, etc.? So for many years, we have uh, had a program, privately funded program, to support long-term unemployed older workers. So what we did uh, as this crisis unfolded was open that up to anyone who's unemployed in New Jersey uh, to, to obtain the digital services that we're providing and the state is providing, uh, which include a wealth of webinars and uh, digital tools to help people uh, cope with both the job search process, but also, as I mentioned before, some of the mental health struggles and Lastly, to link to the various benefits that they're entitled to, uh, whether it is uh, uh, food stamp programs or healthcare programs or other services, so that they can, in a single way, begin to understand what can really help them through this crisis. Wow. And you're able to do all that digitally or remotely so people can access the, these programs from their homes? Yes, that's right. And uh, again, one of the ways in which people uh, typically did access these services was in their home, but others went to community settings, libraries, community-based organizations, and so on. So that obviously in the short run is not possible, but as the uh, crisis eases a bit, we hope that uh, they'll be able to do that again. We also have uh, call-ins, Zoom sessions that people can call into. They're all posted on our website. They happen at least once a week. Uh, there's a lot of group coaching that we're able to do. Uh, and again, what we've done is expand the services we were already providing. And we've been doing this for five years and already served over 5,000 people that way. But in the current environment, we have to scale up uh, substantially. Wow, well, that's, that's great stuff. Um, let me ask you to, to put on your hat of a, as an experienced public policy professional um, and, and talk for a little bit about, from a public policy perspective, what should state governments like the New Jersey government and the federal government be doing right now and over the next six months to deal with what looks like it's going to be the most severe recession since the Great Depression? Well, let me work backwards with your question, start with the federal government, uh, Stuart, mm -hmm. uh, because their state governments are facing a, their own fiscal crisis and cash right. flow issues. So the federal government, as many of your listeners I'm sure know, and I know you know, 
is the only government that can print money and it can borrow uh, unlimited amounts of money, essentially. And they've already started doing that. And they have to continue doing that because the depth of this uh, crisis is way beyond the Great Recession levels. Uh, and they need to do that to support state governments uh, to provide the services that they are they need to provide to their residents. So there, we need more support from the federal government. I have also recommended uh, community service emergency employment jobs, which uh, go beyond, obviously, unemployment insurance. Most people would rather not sit at home and collect a benefit check. They would like to be doing something. They want to be contributing. There's great needs in the community, whether it's food banks or other services to even lower income people uh, that need help that many people could do in the short run. And the federal government's the only place that can support that. This happened in the 1970s under President Nixon and Carter, so bipartisan. It also happened, of course, during the Great Depression, as many people know. So that's another uh, strategy that we need to add to our toolkit, I believe, as well as uh, block grants to uh, state governments from the part of, on the part of the federal government. Mm -hmm. At the state level, what we need to be doing, uh, in addition to managing the health crisis carefully and returning to work so that it doesn't spike again, uh, is to accelerate as much as we can the infrastructure investments that many private and public entities were already planning to do over the next period of years. Uh, and so an inventory of that is, is I think, being compiled. It's, it's very important to do that because that will put lots of people back to work. Again, it's not just construction workers with big equipment. Uh, of course, that is part of it. But as you know, of course, as you build an apartment building, then people have to fill it with furniture and refrigerators and and so on and so forth. And people, it engenders more purchasing. Uh, and that obviously get, it continues to stimulate the economy and provide services to people. And the same thing is true as we build more businesses. I think we also need to be reaching out to, uh, continue to reach out to other countries who may interesting interested in locating the United States because again the United States remains a, a safe and profitable place for many businesses in other countries uh, and I think that that needs to continue because foreign direct investment is another thing that will help stimulate the economy here in New Jersey uh, and I think you know last but not least state government needs to focus as I'm sure it will on those most vulnerable people who are struggling economically and in a health, health sense, recovering even from their infections so that they can become fully capable again as the economy recovers. Great. Um, you mentioned uh, infrastructure there, and that, that seems to me, has always seemed to me to be the big win-win. I mean, this administration at the federal level talked a lot about it at the beginning of the administration. There was a running joke about infrastructure week never actually happening. Um, but it does seem like that is something where we can both uh, put people to work and make needed improvements throughout the country. Yes. I mean, I, I, I believe it was Winston Churchill who said that, uh, a crisis uh, is a terrible thing to waste or something to that effect, either he or somebody else. But anyway, it's a, it's a great thought because when you have a crisis, it's, it's the opportunity to, as you work through the misery and pain of it, is to say, okay, what can we do to reposition ourselves to be stronger in the future? And, and one clear way to do that is to meet our, 
our infrastructure needs, the, the gateway project, which many people may know about that helps connect New Jersey and New York together economically and to move people back and forth, absolutely an essential project for the safety uh, and growth of the country and many other projects, water systems, environmental investments, all of these will make New Jersey uh, a stronger and the nation stronger if we invest in them. So I think we absolutely need to be thinking in that direction and doing the policy changes and not waiting, not waiting for another six months or nine months until uh, the next administration is uh, sworn in. Great. Is there anything I should have asked you, anything I missed about uh, about the labor markets and the uh, increasing unemployment? No, I, I think the one thing I would say is that, uh, you know, buckle your seatbelt, it's going to look bad uh, for the next few months. Uh, what we hope is that the combination of taming uh, or mitigating the, the virus and the infections begins to be successful. And when that happens, as Governor Murphy has said, when the health recovery happens, then the economic recovery will follow. Right. Great. Well, a big thank you to Professor Van Horn uh, for appearing today and also to our production team, Tamara Swedberg, Amy Cobb, and Karen Olson. We'll be back next week with another talk from another expert from the Blaustein School. Thanks, Carl. Thank you, Stuart.